<laughs> oh, what? Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. What a snoozer that was. Boy, howdy. But the sharks prevail and get something they haven't had all season. What's a shutout? We'll talk about that and more coming up right now here on Teal Town After Dark. With that, we say good evening to you. It is Tuesday night, January 30th, 2024. The San Jose Sharks are victorious for the 14th time this season, shutting out the Seattle Kraken, who wasn't released two to nothing. And we welcome you to this edition of Teal Town After Dark, your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every game, so if you want to be part of the show, Here's how you do it. Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans all over the world and in Sharks territory on the YouTube page or the app. Of course, follow us on the socials everywhere you see. And of course, find everything at TealTownUSA.com. And if you want to support the show, feel free to do so via Venmo at TealTownUSA. And you can also hit us up in the Super Chat right now if you're watching us live. With that, I say good evening to Ian Reed. Ian, um... Did you drink some coffee for that third period? No, I mean. <laughs> so, for those keeping track, this is this is my fourth show in a row. Um, so, coming into this show, I was like, "Man, I am running out of shit that I can just randomly blabber on about." Um, and this game did not help. That. I was gonna say, and then this game happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, and what can you do at this point but kind of laugh at this point? Because it was a pretty crappy game. Um, and the Sharks end up winning. And it's kind of like, I mean, again, what can you do but laugh, right? Like, I mean, happy for Mackenzie Blackwood to get a shutout. You know, it's it's the one thing that I think I've said, you know, often is that the guys that I feel really bad for on this team is generally the goaltending because I think they've both been really good this year um, and they don't really get rewarded for it um, right. very often. Um, so I'm happy for Mackenzie Blackwood to get the shout out tonight. Yeah. But I mean, this, I, you know, it's like I, I you want to get mad at the owner with a tank, but I mean, how like... <laughs> Sometimes How can't you? <laughs> you can't. I mean, you can't be mad about the tank tonight. If you watch this game, like if you didn't watch this game, sure, you'd be like, oh, the Sharks won. What the fuck are they doing? But like, how do you be mad at this game? <laughs> like, it's not like the Sharks put up much of a fight. It's it's one of those weird nights where the Sharks have seven shots on goal going into period three. Yeah. And Mark Edward Vlasic is leading all players with two shots on goal. What is happening? <laughs> My God. You know what? I But I, I, I will give Vlasic credit because I find he does a really good job of finding ways to like pinch into plays. Like for, look at Mark Edward Vlasic's contract hasn't aged particularly well. Um, right. And I thought of all the long-term contracts that were signed. I thought that was going to be the one that was going to sign, that, that was going to age uh, among the better of them, right? Right. You have a guy whose defense is generally stick first. He's not an overly physical guy. He doesn't overly play the body, you know. So it's like you you figured that the the body would have 
would have lasted longer than it did. Um, now, Mark Edwards Vlasic, I think it's, you know, without getting into like super TMZ here, um, to say he's had oh some personal issues over the years is probably um, fair to say. And you wonder what impact that's kind of had on his game going right. forward. Again, I'm not, you know, I don't want to get super into detail on that because that's not what this show is but nope. i think it's should at least be noted um so i you know like i just I, but but he does a good job of like and he's you know he's on a little bit of a heater right now and it's because he does good job picking his spots of when to jump into the to, to, to play offensively and i think because people don't look at vlasic as as an offensive threat and for good reason, um, <laughs> when he does decide to jump into the play, I think he, you know, he generally does it and the other team doesn't really react to it. And that's kind of been the secret to his success over these last few right. games. And it's been nice. He's, he opened the scoring in the third period, his fourth goal of the season, fourth goal in his last eight games. And mm. you're right. You, you don't, we don't want to get into TMZ because that is a personal thing. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, but, I just, but I, I just think it deserves to be noted that, you know, me, you, like, yes, his game has kind of fallen off, but maybe it's not all because of the game. Right. And, and and I think we noticed that. And just in these last eight games, it's definitely turned to tide, which, uh, you know, good for him uh, on there. So Vlax's goal would be the game winning goal to make it one nothing Sharks in the third period. The the, the Sharks, as, as, after, as previously mentioned, only had seven shots on goal uh, going into the final uh, frame and then go on a uh, crazy pace where both teams even up at 14-14. Uh, William Eklund at center. Uh, yeah, I thought your thoughts? great. Yeah, I mean, great. I thought he did a great job. Um, I don't know what his face-off numbers were, but, uh, you know, I, I think face-offs are incredibly overrated. I know people get mad in the chat when I say that, but I think they're, you know, it's just another... It, it, doesn't matter if you win the faceoff if you can't hold the puck after you win the faceoff then your your one faceoff means nothing right um i'm not sure what the faceoff numbers were do you have them uh Eklund went 44.4 percent in the faceoff faceoffs were practically even with a slight edge to the kraken at 51 percent yeah so i mean i i thought he did well you know i thought that when his line was on the ice i thought they they pushed play and i think it it was he he really did well and it's kind of i think there's going to be a lot of people asking now why hasn't he been playing center longer than this right and i get it i mean playing center at the nhl level is hard and the sharks do have like say what you will about the the you know the centers they have but i think they have some decent centers like good veteran centers on this team right. tomas hurdle obviously being out gives Eklund the opportunity to play center um, I think Mikhail Granlin's been really good this like you know he's not amazing but I think he's he's been fine right um, and in a situation like this you don't want Eklund playing as your third line center so I think playing him on the wing was probably the play that I would have went with but I think a lot of people now are probably gonna unrightfully ask you know not that again this game was kind of garbage um, but when the Sharks had nothing going, it seemed like Eklund's line was the one that got things going. And uh, on Vlasic's goal, I mean, Vlasic gets the goal, he gets the glory, but Eklund did all the work. Right. 
and Eklund was flying. He even had that spinorama afterwards. You could see how uh, how everything picked up after that goal and, and mm-hmm. after, after that that little tussle. I, I mean, I know it was technically a fight between Cunning and Borden, uh, but. Uh, I mean, you could see the speed, the the energy pick up. We hit, he had that spinorama drive to the net, which was like Sports Center yeah, top ten in both. Was, if he had, if, yeah, if he scores I, it, but I think he was playing like fine. I think that was his game all the game though. Like I, right? I hate when it's like, oh, these guys got into a fight and then this started happening. The Sharks have done this all year. The Sharks have gotten miserably. I like I the the number of shots they had in the first two periods was putrid, and I feel like this has been a reoccurring theme where they they get heavily outshot in the first two periods, and then they like they just kind of empty the tank in the third, or the team falls asleep that they're mm-hmm. playing, and then they start you know or 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 you know they have a a situation where they're already down a million goals, so right. Of course, the other team lets up, and then the Sharks get all these points in the third period. Like it's it's a it's a situation where I just think we've seen it so many times this year. No, absolutely, and especially with them being down with a few shots, and then they turn it up a bit in the third. Uh, it definitely is something that's been their ammo all year. Uh, yeah. to try to get something going. And, and this is against the team that, you know, they got destroyed 7-1 to in Seattle before American Thanksgiving. So, uh, Yeah, I mean, the Kraken obviously not having the season that many people hoped they would have after their showing uh, last year where they went to the playoffs. Um, you know, we've talked about this a few times. The Kraken benefited from like just in a stupid shooting percentage last year where everything they put on the net seemed to find the back of it. Hasn't been that way this year. Um, yeah, you know, so I, I I think it's definitely a disappointing season if you're a Kraken fan. Uh, they haven't really been lighting the world on fire. So I was kind of iffy on if the Sharks would win this game or not. Um, when I was looking at like their upcoming schedule, it was like, there's a loss, there's a win. I, this game, I really <laughs> didn't know what to make of it um, coming into it just because I don't think the Kraken have been lighting the world on fire. I think it's been a pretty disappointing season for them so far. Yeah, yeah. it's it's been a bummer. I mean, they're still fighting for a playoff spot, though. That's, that's the interesting part mm-hmm. of it all because, you know, as... We haven't really talked about the playoffs because, you know, why would we? But, I mean, I'm going into the into the standings right now. Uh, I mean, they're you know, only Seattle, two points out. Yeah, they're only two points out. St. Louis has it at 54. They have a game in hand on Nashville, who's at 54. But Seattle's at 52. Arizona, 49. Tied with Calgary at 49. So you have a tight race in there going on right now as we speak. Yeah, especially with the Kings just completely flaming Falling out. Apart. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the Kings are like it's going to be interesting to see what happens there because I don't think again like it's I don't think it's I think they just you know they just stop being able to get saves. Um, story as old as time. Um, and I don't know. I I wonder if Todd McClellan makes it out of the season. I think if they fall out and they don't make the playoffs, I think. And probably goes at that point but i don't i just think it's a you know it's another situation where you know coach can't get his goalie to make a save and he and you know you can't fire the goalie uh most of the time (laughs) 
so who can you fire? Fire the coach. Yep. It, it's not always his fault, but that's the easiest excuse and escape for it, uh, especially with uh, and King's legend as a GM. Uh, Jan Ruda continues his streak. He he actually picked up, uh, pardon the uh, error on the line here, he picked up his third goal on the empty netter. Nice empty netter from 198 feet out uh, to <laughs> uh, to get it on. The, but I think he's got points in like his last five games, if I'm not mistaken now. I mean, something ridiculous like that for Jan Ruda. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been up that trade uh, value. Come on, that, I don't think there's much <laughs> trade value there though, because he has another year on his deal. So I don't think. I mean, some of them might roll the dice, but I just think with the cap being as tight as it is, I don't. I think Yonrud is not a guy that I would circle to move out. Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, like he's not the again, right? He, he's he's a guy. Like I, I I should be probably kinder. I mean, he is a two-time Stanley Cup champion, but like. He's I don't mind having a guy like John Ruda on the blue line. I think he has a lot to teach other guys like, I, he, you know, I think he's he's you can see him between, you know, plays kind of talking to move Medulla and, you know, you need guys like that around. Right. Um, I think that the Sharks have a lot of defensemen that they don't need, but I don't think John Ruda is one of them. Like they have a lot of like just seventh six seventh defenseman but i i john ruda's presence on this team doesn't offend me no uh and but you need that veteran presence right now while the kids develop and now you're seeing mukamadulin up you're seeing thren up although thren's out with an injury uh it's nice to see so yeah and i think i think mukamadulin has been really good so far too uh in his call up i don't I mean, they'll again. We know how these things work, um, but the way he's played, I don't, I don't know how quick I would be to send him back down to the Barracuda either. I think he's been good. Maybe, maybe that's why they would send him back down. But um, I think he's been, I think he's done really well in the NHL. Actually, better than I expected him to. To be completely honest, like I like Mukmadul and I like his game, but I didn't think he was going to look this good at the NHL level so quickly. And, and just. This 85 mile per hour slap shot just looks like, ah, oh, boom. Okay. You know, uh, it's like no big deal. And it's like, all right, we'll go with that. You know, he, he makes a, uh, uh, he takes the early penalty and, and a fairly disciplined game in that, in this sense. You know, I think we only had one uh, penalty each way throughout the night. And so, yeah, and the, the, that penalty was like it. I guess it's a penalty, but meh, meh, meh yeah, indeed, a lot so, of meh this game. Oh, seriously, uh, who wasn't meh? I would say Mackenzie Blackwood, thirty-two saves on. Yeah, Mackenzie shots. Blackwood was great. Um, again, right? Like it's you want to see the the guys that I felt the worst for this season has been the goaltending because obviously when you look at what they've done and you've looked at their numbers. Um, they probably deserve better than this. Um, so yeah, anytime like they can, you know, get a slot in the win column, I, I'm not going to argue. I mean, obviously there is concerns right now, obviously with the, the Blackhawks missing some pieces and being just kind of settling into being brutally bad. Um, now and, and the sharks kind of picking up points here and there is obviously, concerning but um at the same time yeah <laughs> you know i acknowledge again it is a lottery and 
you know, you want some good things for some guys because, again, right, some of these guys we want to be here for the long term and part of the solution going forward. And so I don't want it to be a complete absolute tire fire. I, You know, games like tonight, where even where they win, it's kind of like whatever. But, I mean, oh, man... I just want to watch good hockey. And <laughs> yeah. We did not watch that tonight. Yeah. Uh, no. You know, so the wind kind of is like me. Yeah. It's, it's just, that was, that one was a tough one to take indeed. Uh, Dave B. Uh, oh man. I usually agree with you, Ian, but I don't like that take on Ruta. He's only been better against Otuki and Burroughs. Uh, you know, with Jules saying, a needs to be in AHL, but waivers are a thing. Yeah, well, Nikito Hochuk, right? Like, again, but here, here's the thing, right? Again, he's he's a guy who's got another year on his deal. Um, we had to take some contracts back to make the Eric Carlson thing work. I right. think you can do, look at, I mean, yeah, is is he just, you know, he, I think everyone's better than Nikita Hochuk at this point. I don't understand why he continually draws into the lineup, why he hasn't been sent to the Barracuda. I've been pretty clear on this. Um, but, I mean, you know, Burroughs, like, is he... I don't know. I mean, is is he? He's a guy that I think is nice to have on the bench because he's he's a guy who can share a lot of wisdom. And I think you can see him trying to work with the younger guys, you know. Or I think some of these other guys are more focused on their own game because they're trying to stay in the lineup too. Or is a guy like Ruta kind of has a little bit of cachet? But I mean, like you know, I mean, this is a this is a line that has. I mean, you have Burroughs, you have Jake McDonald, you have you know what I mean. Like it's right. there's a lot of guys on this team um Jan Ruta is going to be here a while he's if he's going to go anywhere it's going to be it's going to be next season and I think he has benefits to the younger players that we want to be a part of the solution going forward and I think Jan Ruta is a guy that they can definitely learn things from guy right. who's been there done that um you know is is he the greatest defenseman ever no but uh, you know you there's there's guys that have to fill spots on this team and i don't think he's i don't think yon brood is taking away a spot that another guy deserves either so i think that's part of it (laughs) yeah uh darren stevens uh with a note from about yon ruda uh the first undrafted sharks d-man to have a five game point streak three goals three assists since brendan did it Dylan did it in March of 2018. So, uh, nice little stat there for Pickles. It's his first game winner since November 29th, 2019 against LA. Uh, His 13th game winner of his career on there. Uh, But yeah, you need to have some veteran presence. They're, 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 you know, you you can't just have the kids just, okay, throw them out there and be on their own. Especially, yeah, I mean... Especially Muck and in Thrun. And now, are we calling him Muck or are we calling him Shaq? I, I, I heard a couple others. Call him whatever you want. Okay. I don't know what I'm calling him. <laughs> hey, I'm just glad I got the, the spelling I down. Picked now. Up like a, I, haven't, I haven't picked a nickname for him yet. You think I would watch him on the, the Barracuda all year? I don't know. I mean, I again, like everyone's entitled to their opinion. It's fine. I just think that I th- I think he's he's more he's a valuable guy that's going to be because he's going to be here whether we like it or not. So right. I think if if he has positives to add, which I think he does uh, again, because you see him working with some of the younger younger defensemen on the team, you know, talking to them on the bench and stuff. I think that's 
you need that for guys that are developing and you need that for for a team that wants to be good i mean you know the the state of the sharks thing there you know um <laughs> obviously like mike greer stopped short of like making this is when we're going to be good again but he right kind of said two two years like is yeah. kind of what he would like to see so i mean i don't i think that's a little uh generous generous but you know if that's the plan like you want guys that your young guys can learn from uh completely agree completely agree uh once these kids get better then you can start thinking about making some moves around um Gavanke is injured too. So like, uh, again, uh, Gavanke is injured. I don't know how serious it is because of the teal curtain. Um, I'm not sure when we're going to see him again. <laughs> ah, gotcha. So the sharks win this one two nothing over the Seattle Kraken. The win now vaults them over Chicago. They now sit in 31st place. Uh, they're both even in the standings. Chicago has two fewer, Losses in overtime at fourteen thirty four and two. The Sharks are at fourteen thirty two and four. Yeah. So uh, you have that going for you there. Um, anything you want to you know put on the top of this uh, game really quick? No, I'm sort of things to talk about, man. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe someone in the chat has something that they if anything, but yeah. Defend myself for I don't know. Um, yeah, look at I, I, again, right? I I'm not gonna come on here and like get mad because again, the, it's a lottery. Um, so I'm you know like yes, would would losses help at this point? Yeah, for sure they would. And you know, and, and could the wins be at least entertaining? I, that would be nice if yeah. if you're gonna win, at least be entertaining about it. This game, it's like, <laughs> should they have won? I guess. Yeah, maybe. So. Oh, uh, sleepy mofo saying, what is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question. Soon, okay. I hope. Yeah, no, seriously. Uh, so let's transition to that. Bedard was supposed to be an all-star. He's not going to go to the game. Hurdle currently right now, day to day. So there's putting that risk up there. So I put a poll question up on the, uh, YouTube page right now. If you're watching this mm. live, just go ahead and, uh, Go ahead and put it. Put your th vote in. Uh, who who should replace Hurdle if he can't go to the All Star game? William Eklund, God. Fabian Zetterlund, or don't need a rep. Send somebody else. Um, See, I I don't think that every team needs to be represented, but that's kind of what they try to do. So I mean, I figure they would send another shark uh, at this point. Does everyone need to be represented? No, I don't think so. I mean, the whole All Star game. It's not worth the the anger that people have over these things. Um, True. It's like it'd be really like I don't really have a strong feeling one way or another. I think it'd be cool. Like you know, it's again, it'd be. Um, has Eklund done enough to go? I guess so. I don't know, man. I mean, for for send it like I don't know. If, like I I watch the skills, man. That's it. I, and the game might be background noise. I don't care. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, it's. I wish I could come on here and have like a really strong take here, but I just, I just don't care. Okay, let's let, let me put it this way: if if Hurdle says no, or Hurdle can't go, which shark are you pulling? If you have to take one, yeah, I guess you take Eklund or like Eklund, Zetterlund. I think they're both fine choices. 
Um, I mean, hell, at this rate, maybe Marco Vlasic needs to go. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> uh, indeed, indeed. Uh, so I want to thank the over 40 people who have taken the, the poll right now. I'm trying to pull it back up on, on the phone here. 45% are saying William Eklund should go if Hurdle can't. 34% saying... John Ruda. Yeah, I'll send John Ruda. There we yeah, go. there you go. <laughs> I'm fine with that, too. Uh, looking at uh, some of the... Some of the comments coming out of the locker room. Shang, thank you very much for your quotes here. Uh, Vlasic, who would have thought? I can still play this game. Uh, I mean, Such a saucy bitch. I mean, it, but he was never like this like the first couple of years of the league. Someone, someone gave him crap. I think it was like Craig Revey gave him crack. And then he. I think I remember him saying, yeah. I said something to the pickles and, and nobody and he hasn't said anything for two days. Now he's like <laughs> so so uh, I, I think like Vlasic is hilarious because this is a guy like I I, I love Saucy Vlad because this is a guy remember like the one year where he had like no actual penalties but had like a bajillion minutes because he kept getting misconducts right speaking the refs. It, it's <laughs> Uh, David Quinn on Vlasic, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but uh, uh, I, yeah, I, uh, mm, I, I don't know about that. But I mean, if you were to recognize defensive defensemen, yeah, but that, that's but that's, does that get you in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, that's the catch. Is that you need some you need some numbers, you need some shiny things in your resume, and I because just it's sure. not all around. Like it's not. It's not the hall of very good. No, I don't know. Like I, that's an interesting thing, and I think it would be it would be an interesting conversation to have. I just don't think I. I just think there's no there's not enough counting stats there. Yeah, I I, I don't like see even it. like I just I can't imagine like looking at his numbers right because I think numbers are still important. I mean, like he, he does he have some hardware? He has some hardware, but no Norris. Mm-mm. He has a couple gold medals. I mean that's that's good, but right. does that get you in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. Right, and that's the problem is is that I don't think the the Olympic medals are going to do too much. But you know, in his heyday, I mean, and you know, we'll never forget 2016 what what he did to you know the first three rounds just shut down like the goal scores. Yeah, are crazy. yeah. I mean, look at but, like Vlasic. Vlasic. There was at one point where he was the where he was the best defensive defenseman in the league and it wasn't particularly close i just don't think that gets you in the hall of fame right right no i completely agree so even though it's been it's been great but no i don't i i have to disagree with you uh david quinn there uh so we got one more game to go we have sharks and ducks on wednesday uh in anaheim before they go off to do whatever for two weeks uh, but yeah, they're up for a while, aren't they? Yeah, after to, after tomorrow's game against Anaheim, they do not play again till Valentine's Day. Uh, in fact, the Niners will have played the Super Bowl and <laughs> before the Sharks play again after tomorrow night. So, Cherry F with Great. the super chat, thank you very much. My son and I are celebrating a Sharks win. Uh, we appreciate the donation as always. If you are not familiar with super chats they will go and help support the show yes uh, and keep the lights on yes you know uh it's like a motel six your donations 
we'll leave the light on for you. Uh, but as I was getting to, you got all kinds of all-star stuff this weekend around the hockey world. You have the fantasy draft and then the women's three-on-three showcase on Thursday. The NHL skills on Friday, the All-Star game Saturday afternoon. Um, and then that Saturday afternoon kind of kicks off everything in San Jose for the AHL All-Star weekend. And, and of course, we right. Wanna, yeah, yeah. We have That's the, the we have the uh, Game Worn and Collectibles Expo. If you're familiar with downtown San Jose and around the Shark Tank, uh, this is at the Poorhouse Bistro Studio. Uh, if you're Long-time um, hockey nuts. This is where power play hockey used to be. Uh, it'll go from 10 to 6 p.m. on Saturday, February 3rd. Uh, a lot of collectors, of course, I know a lot of them personally, so uh, got to give them a shout-out to kind of getting things going with the All-Star Weekend festivities here. And then you have uh, Sunday, the... Taxi Arena will be open early from 2 to 5 for All-Star Fan Fest. I think Chichu, Boyle, among others, will be there to sign autographs, and there'll be some fun stuff all around Taxi U Arena. Of course, the skills competition is at 5 p.m. I want to say that's AHL TV only, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I, is it up there for TSN? Uh I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not sure. I know the game as, is as a guy who, um, as as a guy who watches most of his hockey on the high seas. I I couldn't tell you. Arr, gotcha. On Monday there will be a AHL Hall of Fame induction ceremony at the Montgomery Theater in San Jose. Former uh, Barracuda and Sharks coach Roy Sommer will be inducted at that time. Uh, again, the uh, Fan Fest from four to six at Taxi Arena. And then the AHL All-Star Challenge will be at 6 p.m. on Monday. Uh, tickets still available uh, at sjbarracuda.com if you're really interested in doing that. I will see you out there uh, still finalizing our plans for coverage, but we will be out there in full force. Uh, I, uh, the game, if you aren't going, I believe it is on TSN. In Canada, it's on NHL Network in the United States. And, of course, if you have the AHL TV package, you get that as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I watched. That's where I feel like I watched it last year. Um, it'll be interesting because speaking of, of guys uh, potentially not being able to go, um, obviously, I think there's obviously concern right now that Gushin um, yeah. hasn't um, it hasn't played a little bit. And they, yeah, they have him as kind of day-to-day. They've been a little more open about his stuff than other stuff as far as injuries go because it's really hard to get information on barracuda injuries right right um and so but they seem pretty confident that he might still be able to go i wonder if you know it's again you want to talk about bad teams and who do you send i i'm curious like obviously being in san jose if gushkin can't go i wonder if they send someone else and i have no idea who they'd send at this point um for the barracuda Bortolo, maybe. I mean, I mean that would be the the yeah. I I think Bortolo's had an okay season, but it's been kind of on and off injuries. Um, I'm not sure. You know, Gavanke would be a guy that I would send, but I don't know how long he's gonna be out. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who represents the Barracuda. If it's Daniel Gushkin, which I hope it is, because obviously, um, not to get too into the Barracuda right now, because we are gonna do a Barracuda show on Thursday with me and Jules. Um, so stay tuned for far more in-depth stuff there but i 
you're hoping it's Gushkin because the one frustrating thing other than the fact that the Barracuda are really bad this year has been the fact that every time they seem to get a piece back, they lose a piece, like a significantly equal piece. They Thomas Bortolo goes out, he comes back the game after they lose Gushkin. It's just, it's been a very frustrating season for the Barracuda faithful. Yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> it's, you know to lose somebody and then you get somebody back and then they go down and then it's just been a nightmare and a half, I think on both ends. Yeah. Of the I haven't really thought about it. Like is uh, <laughs> Mike molasses with the Ethan Cardwell. With, uh, Ethan Cardwell yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe. I mean, I haven't, I haven't really put a lot of thought into it. Maybe I'll put some more thought into it before, uh, yeah. Before Thursday show. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Another teal tinted glasses Thursday. So we got all kinds of, of uh, coverage of the Sharks organization. So you have this one tonight. We'll recap Sharks and Ducks tomorrow. Uh, True. I believe that's a 7 p.m. start in Anaheim. So about 9.30, I believe it is, I think it's Landy and Jules doing I that show. So. And then Thursday night, 7 p.m., it will be Teal Tinted Glasses. Uh, and then we'll we'll be all over the place for AHL All-Star Weekend. Uh, so Yeah, we'll something i'm sure we always yeah. do maybe something cool will happen we can actually like not do content for content sake which would be nice i'd love the sharks yeah. to actually do something and then we could talk about that that'd be cool that'd be great that'd be really fun you know so all right with that we will wrap things up here for this evening in case you missed anything or do you want to watch this again check us out at tealtownusa.com or find us wherever you get your podcasts apple well, Google's going away soon, so YouTube Music, YouTube itself, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, Odyssey. And if you are watching and enjoying us on YouTube channel right now, uh, smash that subscribe button, hit the thumb up, leave a comment in the below telling us what you think of the Sharks overtaking 31st place in the NHL with a shutout. 2 nothing over the Seattle Kraken. And with that, Ian, your final thoughts on this evening. I mean, when the Sharks do good, it's good. Even if they don't actually do good, they still won. So I guess when the Sharks do good, it's it's good. Or or as as it changes in the standings, the Sharks do good, it's bad? Well, I mean, it's bad. But again, it's a lottery. So being first overall, being dead last doesn't guarantee shit. Right. So, like, so I mean, like, as long as, you know, again, I'm... I don't know, man. There's so many things. There's so many things in this world that you can get angry about. You shouldn't get angry about this dumb team winning. Like, there's just way better things to be angry about. Yeah. So, and you kind of wonder how this team would be if they were fully healthy. You know, they'd still uh, suck. <laughs> well, yes, but how how bad would, would they suck this bad? Yes. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think they might have eked out a couple more wins, but. That's only a couple more wins. So, Ian, appreciate you, bud. Go get some sleep. I'm going to go back to sleep. I, I appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. Uh, we will be back with you Wednesday following Sharks and Ducks. We'll be back with you Thursday for Teal Tinted Glasses as we recap the Barracuda. And then be on the lookout. Yeah, we got three games to talk about. Maybe, we'll, like I said, maybe we'll talk about who we would send if Gushkin can't go. I'll add that to the notes. What love that. And speaking of who to send, let's take a look at the final totals on that survey. Or did it go away? Ah, it went away. Oh, well. Eklund. I, I have Eklund at 42, Zetterlin 35. Don't need to send a rep. Send someone else 23. Yes. 
All right. Well, I appreciate that, and we appreciate you. Thank you for watching. And until then, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. Um, oh, there's a great last-minute quote here uh, from Shang. Uh, Quinn had us in stitches. We came up with this great strategy between the second and third is to not give the puck to them. Earth-shattering might change the trend of hockey. Decide not to give the other team the puck. It worked wonders, so maybe we try it again tomorrow night. <laughs> well, until then, thank you, David Quinn. Until then, teal together, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night. <laughs>